Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. say this I've never come across a super super small one so nobody's tried to fuck me with a Vienna sausage I don't know how that would go lately I've really been enjoying giving head let me say that for the record I've always enjoyed giving head it's not like something I just never wanted to do I always have liked it but for some reason it's just it's been accelerated I'm like hmm I really really have this strong desire to want to get really really good at it you know, and he came when he was deep down in my throat and I fucking loved it. Something in my brain triggered that night or that day. And I don't don't remember if it was night or day, but it just, it stuck with me. If you're sitting across the table from your date, if you don't know erotic massage and you're not confident in the bedroom in that way, then you're probably thinking, oh God, I hope he likes me. He's really hot. Whereas when you're super confident, you know, you're God's gift to all men, (laughs) then you're thinking, oh, big boy, you are going to like me. And you know that you are the queen and you can choose any king you want. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries. I'm Layla. Oh my gosh, we are almost to the end of the year. Can you believe it? And big drum roll. I just passed my official six-year mark. This is December 19th. So yesterday would have been the official start, the official first day I ever launched an episode back six years ago. (laughs) And so this is officially, I don't start my calendar year. My calendar year runs on a calendar year. So, but just so you know, the insider scoop, if you're a Curious Girl Diaries diehard, is December 19th is actually the official day that I launched. So because it's so close to the end of the year, I just run calendar year. But this is really my first episode of my sixth season. It's not officially, that won't officially happen until December 1st, but I'm pretty proud. Feeling pretty proud. I have, I checked my stats on the iTunes. You know, I always like to, iTunes is my biggest syndicator. I'm on every syndication, by the way, guys. You can find me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Anybody that syndicates podcasts is going to have the Curious Girl Diaries. If you find a place that doesn't, let me know. I will get it on there. All right. You guys can be my little eyes and ears. But basically at this point, it's I'm everywhere. And even as I've said, even on, you know, you can ask your Amazon Alexa, you can say, Alexa, play the Curious Girl Diaries podcast and boop. There it'll be. I'm fortunately, I don't have an Alexa in my office, so I don't have to worry about setting it off. But where I was going with this is that, as you guys know, like I've been clawing my way to the top, clawing my way to the top of the top of, you know, the sexuality genre in iTunes. And there's a lot of podcasts. Well, guess who was number 11? Me, the Curious Girl Diaries is. And that's all thanks to you guys. Oh, you have given me the best Christmas present ever. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just can't wait. See, I'm gunning. I'm gunning for the top three. Like they're in my sights. (laughs) They're in my crosshairs. (laughs) Oh, I just, yes. It's just been such a fun experience. So I want to thank everybody who listens, who downloads. You guys are the ones that really make this happen. And you're the ones I do this for. So thank you very much. I just want to, this is like, thank you. You've given me, like I said, the best Christmas present ever. Now I'm going to give you one. Okay. It's my Mary Dickmas episodes. I'm going to do a part one and a part two. I've gone back because, you know, I pay attention to, I look at all kinds of things about this podcast. What, who's, like what titles get the most downloads? Well, the titles that get the most downloads are always ones that revolve around penises, dicks, 
Cox. If I use a word like that, it's triggering and people just boom, download it. (laughs) They want to know if I'm talking about dick, it gets a lot of plays. So this is my Merry Dickmas episode. And I'm actually, it's a tribute. It's a tribute to all of you penis owners and the women who love you and the women who love penis and who love cock like I do. So we're going to kind of celebrate the penis and I'm going to do some episodes with... I've gone back and I pulled up. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about nine, nine episodes throughout the whole entire six years that focus a lot on dick. So I'm going to put those episodes in a part one and a part two, just little snippets, little outtakes with my thoughts just fun little stuff. And I think that you guys are going to love it. I love this stuff. I love it. It's always fun to talk about dicks. I don't know why. Cocks, penises, whatever you want to say. I'm just saying Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to your penis. And anybody that loves someone that has a penis, it's I'm extending those wishes to you too. I'm just a total cock worshiper. I mean, I just... When I really love a guy and his dick. <laughs> and when I say love, that could be, that could, I might be generous with that term. I'm just saying when I'm really into a guy, maybe I should say that rather. When I, I'm totally into you, I mean, I've memorized every curve, every vein, the imprint that it makes in your, in your boxers, uh, the shape, the size, the girth, the texture of the skin. I'm telling you, I could pick out, I could pick out guys that I've dated and fucked in a lineup, like by their dicks. You could stick those dicks out a little hole and I'd be like, yep, that one, that one, that one. I'm just so into dicks, their dicks. It's, I don't know, it's because it always feels so, you know, it's just the way it feels inside you, every stroke, you know, gagging on it, the way it makes, you know, how my eyes are watering, the way it's come tastes and smells. It, it, it plays this stuff that will play like a, like a movie in my mind on repeat. And I just, I want to, I get in this mode, like where I just really, I'm into, you know, like I want to please that cock. I want to worship that cock. It's past just the guys where I just want to masturbate on their dicks. Cause you know, I mean, that's okay too, right? Some guys, you don't get dickmatized. You're not that into them, but you're not truly dickmatized. They're, you know, it's like, okay, they show up with a hard dick. You're like, okay, this is good. This is fun. I'm attracted. Let's get it on. But there's just some some guys that you just like, you you crave them. And oh, you need, I mean, like every part of them turns you on, but especially their dick, because this is the symbol of their manhood and it's sexy and it's hot and it's erotic. And now some people may be listening to this and thinking that sounds extreme, but it really isn't. I mean, if you're, listen, if you're with some, if you're with someone and you're not dickmatized by his dick, like you don't worship his cock, secret, you don't have to admit it, but if you're not secretly just totally infatuated with the thought of him inside of you, the way it feels, all the stuff I just mentioned, I think you need to rethink. And guys, if you don't think your lady is stigmatized, you better rethink too. Like something, we need to, we need to fix this because this is the fun stuff. It really, really is. It's true, just lustful desire for the person you're with. And obviously for me, that tends, that's men. Like I said, you could be clipmatized, not saying this doesn't apply to same-sex couples. And of course, men, if they're into other men, then they're going to be dickmatized too. I already know this. Bisexual men, like, oh, they are the biggest penis snobs ever. Like they're dickmatized. They're the original dickmatizers. <laughs> they know all about this. But women, if you really want to connect with your man, everybody says the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. No, aim a little lower. It's through his dick. And if you're not worshiping that cock and you just don't absolutely crave, love, lust for, have to have it, I don't know. I do not know. If it doesn't drive you crazy, the thought of it just and him, I mean, it's an extension of him. Don't, I'm not trying to just totally turn your man into a, you know, nothing more than a penis. No, but if you don't get totally turned on by his manhood, I don't know. I do not know. I think it's a new year. Maybe you need to set some goals and we can think about, you can think about moving in a different direction or fixing some stuff. But so anyway, I just hope these, you know, these are fun little episodes. I hope they plant the seeds of how you can, how you can kind of get a little more on that level if you're not. And then also if you are, just it might give you a few more ideas about how to go a little deeper. This is my little Christmas gift to you guys. It's just amazing. I don't know. It's... (laughs) It sounds strange, I know. But if you think about it, it's just very primal. 
And it's just, it's men are, <laughs> it's the most masculine part, I think, of a man, for me anyway, you know, when you think about everything. And that's why I just like, it's like, it's the overall package, right? You know, I like a tall man with broad shoulders, really strong and a good dick. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> so, all right, let's connect. Let's connect to those dicks. <laughs> Come on, ladies, you can do it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Please have a wonderful holiday. I'm just, you know, from me to you, thank you so much for listening, staying a listener. I appreciate it so much. This has just been so much fun. I cannot wait for 2022. I cannot wait to reveal my 2022 sex bucket list. Okay, stay tuned for that one. That's coming in the next few episodes. But I just wish everybody, you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Merry Dickmas. All right, here we go. Let's talk about penis size and does size really matter? Let me just say this. I've never come across a super, super small one. So nobody's tried to fuck me with a Vienna sausage. I don't know how that would go. I probably not very well, but I wouldn't say that I'm a penis snob. I don't, I just like a good size cock. It doesn't have to be huge, ginormous porno cock. In fact, I've tend to shy away from that. It, I don't want to get stretched out And I worry that if you start doing a lot of guys with big cocks, that's going to happen. So I would say, and I don't even, couldn't even give you inches, but you know what's most important to me is the girth because a nice thick cock feels good. Just the right fit. Kind of like a hand in glove. It's perfect. A long skinny one, I've had that. Not so great. But it's interesting because the medium size, just medium size in length and girth, those actually tend to be the best for me, I found, with in doggy style. And I don't know why that is, but and actually those guys, now that I'm thinking about it, those guys were actually not super tall. They were kind of like my height. So they lined up pretty well and they really, really felt amazing. I don't know what it was. I mean, YWS, I can remember one instance where he, and he just has an average normal size cock and he's not super tall either. In fact, I think he might, he is shorter than me, which that I don't like, but from behind, damn, I mean, he was rocking my world. So I don't know what he was doing. It felt damn good. And I mean, I literally was just like on my tippy toes, like shaking. It felt so good. So yeah, I mean, it's really about in in that instance and for the size part of it, it's really about kind of what you do with it. I mean, you could have a big old huge cock and if you don't know how to use it, what good does that do me? Again, I haven't been with a bunch of guys that have really, really big ones, but now with this sexual road trip I'm on, I'm definitely curious and I'm kind of becoming you know, as I'm seeing more and more of them in a short, compressed amount of time, I'm really kind of turned, I'm turned on and excited by the big ones. And again, when I said, and when I say like, I've, everybody that I've been with so far, they're big, but not super big. And like whiskey, he had a really big one, but we didn't end up fucking. And so that was kind of a drag. I really would have liked to, here we go. I'm sorry. You're hearing that little, my texting going off in the background. Speaking of a big dick, this guy who's texting me right now has a big dick. Super, super aggressive though. I'm not sure I want to go there. That's another thing. While I'm on the big dick subject here or penises in general, guys love to hit you up with their dick pics. And I don't need 10,000 dick pics because quite frankly, I just don't. And some guys obsessively send you dick pics. Now, if you're sending me your whole body and of course your penis is in the picture, I want to take in the full view, no complaints. But if you're just zeroing in on your, uh, you're always just like sending, cropping, cropping it or whatever so that it's just your cock and here's how long it is and here's how big it is. One or two good shots that make it look as big as possible are good. Here's another, I know I'm now I'm off on a tangent about this, but here's another side note. Sometimes... I cannot tell how, from the angle, how big it actually is. Someone told me I have a really big, thick cock, and then they're taking a picture. I'm like, well, that looks kind of average. I got to tell you. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't say that. 
depends on my mood. I might, depends on who I'm talking to. I might like this guy who's texting me right now. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty abrupt with him, but he deserves it. He's kind of a, he's, <laughs> he's bordering on douchey. But, um, the funny thing is, is that sometimes, I mean, you really can't tell how, and I'm sure it's big, but guys aren't thinking about their picture angles. Whereas women, look, I've never sent a crotch shot to anybody and I'm probably not about to start. But if I did, I mean, you could bet I would be like making sure, I don't know, that if there's anything about it that didn't look right or or looked off or one side was uneven or I don't know. I can, you know, I would not fucking send that shit. (laughs) And it cracks me up because guys will send you anything sometimes and bless their hearts. I know they're excited. They want you to see their penis, but think before you send, that's the only thing I'm going to say, like really consider from a neutral party's point of view, if they're viewing this, does your cock look big? Does this send the message that you want it to send? Yes or no? If the answer is even maybe not, don't send it. There we go. Okay. I'm done with my, that's my PSA for the day. But at any rate, back to the cocks. I I pretty much like them all. A guy that knows how to use his cock is probably more important than, you know, the overall size in general. And then if you have a big one, I would say, obviously, you have to be careful with it. There's ergonomics involved. And and just speaking for myself, I am not super deep and stretched out. So, you know, it's a delicate balance there. But I'm not going to lie, does feel good to be filled up with a nice, thick, juicy cock by a guy who knows how to use it. He's not forcing it, who just knows how to hit the right spots. When you get that combination, I can definitely think of a few of those guys. Man, is it fucking hot. Like that's when I would consider myself, I don't know if it's the right term, but it makes you, I guess like a, what am I trying to say here? Like a cock slut. I mean, like you will think about that. You will want that. It will go through your mind. You'll get the shivers. Those guys are the ones I'm fucking lusting after. I'm hot for. I want it again and again and again. So it's just about how you're using it. Think about that. All right. Anyways, if you have any questions for me, you can reach me at Curious Girl, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. All right. So I think it's fair to say that I've always had a fascination with men's cocks. <laughs> it's always been just something that I am drawn to, turned on by, excited by. You can see, I mean, my third episode ever is about this subject. And in now, next, we're going to move on to episode 24. So don't forget, you guys, go back to my back catalog. There's so many episodes about this stuff. I'm just trying to give you brief little snippets. I hope you'll go back and re-listen to like the full episodes. They're kind of funny in the sense that when I listen to them, like, oh my gosh, this was... So long ago, like the things I'm saying are true, but the editing is terrible. (laughs) Back in those early years, I didn't have quite the editing that I do now, but I still get my point across. And it's interesting because these are, I'm just giving you some of the most common, most popular downloads. It all revolves around dicks because it's a hot topic. All right. So here we go. Now we're moving on to episode 24 and this one is blowjobs. Lately, I've really been enjoying giving head. Let me say that for the record, I've always enjoyed giving head. It's not like something I just never wanted to do. I always have liked it. But for some reason, it's just, it's been accelerated. I'm like, hmm, I really, really have this strong desire to want to get really, really good at it. I've always been given compliments on my skills in that area. Unsolicited. And you know, I don't really know. I'm not patting myself on the back. I don't know whether that's true or not. I had one person make an offhanded comment off the cuff and we'll just leave that at that. I think it was more to push a button, but whether it was a constructive criticism or not, I don't know. I didn't ask for clarification. And, you know, quite frankly, I do, I would welcome any sort of constructive criticism. I'm totally open to like every guy's different. And when you're with your 
with someone, I try my best to be as observant as I, as I can and pay attention to their subtle cues. I love it when I'm with a guy and like, I like to watch him jack off. I love a jack off video. This is where I do like dick pics. Like when I'm, if I'm with somebody, oh fucking A, send me pictures of your cock, send me, you know, stroking it, touching it. Trust me, that sends me into the stratosphere. Now strangers, pure strangers, when I have never seen your face, I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know your name. I don't know anything about you. Do I just want your dick landing in my inbox? No, no. For the guys that I'm with, does this get me aroused? Oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes, it does. I love it. I want to lick the screen. Like, really, seriously. I enjoy it. But I would like to, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm interested in just kind of getting more technical about it. Seriously, I think there's a lot of things kind of converging at once. The aspect of me getting getting more interested in like the prostate orgasm and the ass play and things like that and incorporating that into my blowjobs and just seeing how the reaction that that gets. I mean, I want to understand that better. I I really want to master that. I don't necessarily need to be putting my fist in everybody's ass. I know that's not for everybody, but the fingers, I mean, really just getting understanding the stimulating the prostate from the inside and then also from the outside. It's my understanding that from the outside, you can, you know, you can hit it too. So that I think with a really good blow job and just getting better at varying my stroke patterns, my style, the pressure, I already have what I have in my bag of tricks. I would love to expand on that. And I'm serious about like, I'm really interested in going and taking a class. You know, BE is taking a class on, it's a dominant, basically on how to be a good dominant, a dom. And we live in an area where, you know, this is, there's, you can go and take classes on this stuff because we're kind of sort of in the heart of it, an area where just sex, there's a lot of sexual liberties going on. And He's actually taking that class this weekend. I, unfortunately, the girl that he's going to be exclusive with, she'll be the recipient of this. She'll get the benefit of that. I thought I was going to get some of the benefit of that. No. Denied. Eh. <laughs> That's okay. I I still love you, B.E. You're awesome. And she's a lucky girl. But, uh, and in fact, we're supposed to get together tonight for a drink. I hope we do. I need to text him. But anyway, I wouldn't mind going and taking some of these classes. I've Over the years, I've seen that you can. And some of the courses are, you know, where you've got like somebody live sort of instructing you, like showing you. I would totally love to get more in depth on that. That whole, just everything about the penis that's non-penile to vagina contact. So hand jobs blowjobs, prostate orgasm, kind of really, really hone those skills. I remember when I was seeing Titanic, he told me that there was some gal in San Francisco that he called the, um, like she was like the master of the blowjobs. I'm like, well, what is she doing? You know, like, can I have her number? <laughs> I wanted to ask her like, what the fuck is she doing? He told me and I'm like, well, I do that. Or I, I think I do that. Anyway, he didn't complain about my blowjobs by any stretch, but apparently for him, I guess there was this one technique that she used that just really kind of sent him into the stratosphere. The point is, obviously, just like women and oral sex for them, it's it really does depend on the person, right? There's all these variances. You know, what's going to get one person off, fire their rockets, isn't going to necessarily do it for the next person. So I would kind of like to, I really want to hone in on this stuff. I really, really, really want to I know, it sounds funny, like take a class, like get some continuing education, I guess if you call it, or further education, and not just sit back and expect that I can just keep doing the same old thing and that that's going to be great. I want to get better. I want to definitely, I want to expand on this, uh, you know, on this skill. I feel like I'm good at it. I'm, I don't have any, you know, I'm not, not confident about it, but there's always room for improvement. And if I can please my partner that much better, Am I going to, do I want to do it? Fuck yes, I do. Absolutely. I don't want to be average at anything. I'm very, very competitive, guys. You got to know this. I mean, like, I don't mind that guys that I'm with see other women. I don't care. All I want to know is that when they're with me, that it's above and beyond just an average experience. I mean, that I'm a cut above. I, some way, somehow, in something that I'm doing, doesn't have to be, you know, on, on every single thing, but that, I have something special. I'm knocking their socks off. I don't want to be, I don't want to be average. I don't consider myself average. So I have to, (laughs) I guess I have to do what I have to do to maintain that and to, you know, and to try to get better at it. And it really just like, I'm like, hmm, okay. So 
maybe again, like next year, it's like the year of mastering. I master the penis. <laughs> All things, hand job, blow jobs, prostate orgasms that, you know, that just really becomes something that I get super accomplished at. Again, this is not about quantity. It's about quality. Doesn't mean I want to give a blowjob to every guy in the state I live in. No, it means that, you know, for the handful of guys that I'm with, that it's an amazing, amazing experience for them. Now, the counterpart to that could be that also I'm looking for, while I'm trying to perfect my oral skills, I'm also trying to find a guy that's really, really good with their oral Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Oral skills. All right, so let's get into episode 63. Well, at this point, I am really breaking it down and I'm I'm kind of calling women out a little bit and actually maybe men too about the whole swallowing thing. Like I'm perplexed. You got to listen to the whole episode and you'll hear how I'm just so befuddled at why women don't swallow. Like, what is this about? I, I just, I feel like it's such a ripoff for men. Like they should have this. They really should have, like have the experience of, of you swallowing. And I, I guess I'm wondering, it's like, ladies, look, it's like if a man is working your clit, working your clit, working your clit, right up until the point where you orgasm and then he stops your orgasm drops off very quickly. It's not like he needs to kind of suck your clit all the way through. So let's liken that to a blowjob. It's the same thing. I couldn't do that to a man. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's kind of one of the one of my biggies about this episode 63 is just like trying to figure out like how it's possible that women don't want to swallow. I mean, there's techniques you can use if you don't want to taste it, but anyway. Let's get on to it. All right, here we go. Stuck his cock in my mouth and I didn't have anywhere to go. And I, he wasn't on his back. It wasn't like I was controlling it. And, you know, and he came when he was deep down in my throat and I fucking loved it. Something in my brain triggered that night or that day. And I don't, I don't remember if it was night or day, but it just, it stuck with me. And since then, I've gotten way, way, way more into it. I just, I love being fed, like, like feed me that cock. I love when I'm on my back and a guy's over me and just letting me deep throat it, you know, and just kind of feeding it to me like the way he likes it, using my mouth like a fucking pussy. It does it for me. And I love how, you know, my, I like it going deep down my throat. It'll give my whole body chills and it makes me super, super wet. And I like to be, you know, I love it when I'm gagging and tearing up. Uh, You know, I love the full on messy effects of it. And when you do that a lot, when you're getting it deep down in your throat, deep down in your throat, your throat kind of builds up a lot of like a thicker kind of a saliva. And I love when it gets kind of really built up in there and it's sort of lubricating, but then, you know, as the guy is taking his cock out, you know, you get these <laughs> long <laughs> saliva strings. I mean, I'm just totally into the whole thing. I love it. Just super turns me on. And now it has to be, it's interesting though. If some guys with me, it doesn't turn me on. Like, and here's the instances where it doesn't. I, I love tasting myself on a guy's cock. I love tasting myself on someone. But there are times when, and this, stay with me now. I don't know if anybody, if anybody, if any of the women are going to relate to this, but I've noticed that some guys, I don't like the taste of myself on them. Something about our chemistry doesn't work. And I've thought about this. I'm like, what the fuck is it? What is it? Well, 
I'm convinced, and you know, maybe I'll have to, I'm sure I won't get around to this, but it might be interesting. I'm convinced it's some sort of primal lizard brain thing. You know how, just how some guys smell good to you or a certain way and you know, you're drawn to certain guys. I think that's sort of like a a biogenetic caveman thing where your body's like, yes, you know, breed with that one, that one right there. I mean, and you don't know why it doesn't make sense, but I think it's like some biochemical thing. I swear to God. So going back to the taste, it's not, it's not like I go, ooh, that's off-putting, but it just, it's a subtle difference. And the way, you know, and the, there's it, there's no smell or anything like that. It's not like nothing like that. It just, something tastes a little bit different. And it's not, you know, it's not me and whether it's where I'm at, you know, with my cycle or anything like that. Because I thought, well, maybe that's what it is. But, you know, there's some guys that doesn't matter where I'm at. I always like the way I taste on them. And then other guys where it's just not as desirable. And the taste makes it not you know, if I'm tasting myself on them, it's it's kind of like I just go, ooh, you know, like I could see where if I was in a lineup, they were in a lineup and I was taste testing after they stuck their cocks in me and then I'd taste it. I would naturally gravitate towards the guys that, you know, wanting to be sexual with the guys that I, I felt that I tasted better on. So it's really strange. I'm curious if anybody else, any other females have had that experience and... I might Google that. I mean, it's it's quite fascinating. But anyway, yeah. So I like the way you know when it's with the right guys. I love the way I taste on them and sort of sucking myself off their cocks. It's hot. It's really fucking hot. And I can sit there and I can just go at it and do this for a long time and be thoroughly enjoying myself, touching myself while I'm doing it. But I don't even have to be touching myself. I mean, by the time I'm really getting into it. I'm just, I am sopping wet. And there's very few things that that will get me, you know, without penetration or without sticking a finger or anything inside me or even touching my clit or anything. Just me doing that act. The guy does not have to be touching me at all. I will get super, super wet. And I don't know. It's just a mental thing. I get into it. I'm, I'll find myself, I'm moaning. I'm, mm, I'm making noises while I'm doing it just because I'm, it's like eating an ice cream cone. You know, I'm licking up every bit. I'm in totally loving it. And, and, and I don't know. I mean, you know, like I said, I just one day just kind of, when I think it was the face fucking, it just got me into a different realm with it. And now it's like, I love it. I love it when a guy's kind of aggressively making me suck his cock. But to that effect too, I also now appreciate more and enjoy a lot more and get more turned on by just kind of the traditional, you know, cock sucking where you're, you know, he's on his back and I can look up and watch him. I can, I can feel the muscles tightening, you know, in his stomach and I can be, I'm always grabbing balls or sucking balls or using my hands, rubbing, touching something. But yeah, it just, it gets me more turned on. I guess I'm less inclined to saying, oh, this is just foreplay and then I'm going to move on to something else. I mean, I'm into it. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I'm in no rush to move on to something else because I know like by the time I do, I mean, the the new enjoyment I get from it, it's, I'm like I said, I'm getting just as wet and just as worked up as if I was being touched or licked or any of that stuff. Now, add any of those extra layers on top of what I'm already doing and it goes even deeper. But just the, yeah, just the act of doing it, you know, like gets me turned on, super turned on. And then sometimes like on Tumblr and stuff, I'm reblogging a lot more blowjob pictures, you know, and I'll look at that and I'll be like, I'll I'll see that. And I'll, as a visual, I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. Just like, and it gets my mind rolling and I'm wanting to do it and wishing I had somebody in the room with me that I could do that with. It's just, yeah, it's really, I don't know. It's my, it's just my new little thing. And I've noticed that like I, I hit with all of the sexual exploring I've done, I'll hit these little trends, you know, and right now the trend is for me is like what, you know, I really am enjoying and loving to do is blowjobs. <laughs> 
It's, but again, it has to, you know, just a little bit more of the aggressive, you know, raunchy kind that I I never thought. And I said at one point, don't, you know, now I don't want somebody, I'm not going to want somebody fucking face fucking me. No, I don't like that. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Now I love it. It's funny because somebody earlier was messaging me and asking me, I get this a lot, like, how have you changed? What, what's been the most surprising? And there's been so many changes and surprises, and that's why having the having this podcast is so valuable. And writing about, you know, just blogging too about the experiences and kind of where my mind was at and what I was thinking at the time, because you can see how how diverse I've gotten. I certainly haven't, you know, it's ha- it's happened slowly, but just I think through the course of being open minded and trying new things, that's what's just staying open-minded is super, super key. And the question I had earlier, I think was, you know, is there anything what's that you'd never do or that you never want to do? And I said to him, I never, at this point, I have contradicted myself so much in my thinking and what I said about my thinking at the time in the beginning of this stuff that now I just, I really try not to say never because somehow, you know, you can find your way there and you might like it. You might really, really like it. So I try to just stay open-minded. I try to just think now, you know, okay, you may never, you might not have an interest in the right and that right now, or it's okay to say, you know, it really, I don't really think that's for me. You know, who knows at some point, but I'm pretty sure right now the answer would be no or whatever, you know, but to say, I'll never do that. or That's disgusting or whatever. I've learned my lesson on that. And I've documented myself, <laughs> contradicting myself enough to know, okay, you can't help but try new things. You can't help but discover new things. And that's a good thing. Okay, so here's the last segment of this episode. This is episode 190, Erotic Massage with Lee Jagger. I recorded this episode this year. I saved this for the last. I think I kind of saved the best for the last. This is so much fun. You guys really go back. If you haven't heard this, go back and re-listen to it. Lee has such an interesting backstory. Okay. I won't tell you. the. I don't want to waste. I don't want to like spill the beans, but she got into erotic massage and she has given over, I think over 2000 happy endings, more than that, like thousands and thousands in her, in her lifetime. And so she just decided like, she started to really understand the penis and what men like and what they need and just all the different ways to touch it and how to use just your even different body parts, you know, cause your hands get tired. So Literally, Lee is your go-to for erotic massage. I mean, how, how to, when, and when I say that, let me break it down. It's it's how to touch a penis, like really how to touch a man. You're going to touch him all over, but getting to his genitals, she's the master, okay? If you want to blow your man's mind this Christmas and you still have time because her, her stuff is online, it's instantaneous. You can order it, have access to it. You can, this episode's coming out the Tuesday before Christmas. Give him, make him see, make him a religious man. If he's not a man of religion, make him a religious man on Christmas. Boy, he's going to be seeing Jesus. He's going to be calling on God. (laughs) If you take Lee's course, trust me, she is the best. So if you just want to just, I want to plug her a bit because really she's amazing and her stuff is great, but she also gave gave a great discount. And if you don't get a chance to listen to the full episode and you just hear the snippet, go check her out. She's at rockthebedroom.com. And if you enter the code CuriousGirl at checkout, you will get 30% off. And her courses are already very, very reasonable. So I highly recommend it. Really, this is like the best Christmas gift you can give your guy. Just, oh, spoil him. Make him feel like a king. He will love it. And you know what? You feel so empowered when you know your way around the penis. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It really is empowering. You're going to feel great. It's, um, you're going to walk, you're going to be, he's the king and you're the queen. All right, there we go. All right, give this a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Connect with your partner, whether you're, you know, about to go to sleep or about to go to work or whatever, just to connect. Because often people don't really connect, especially with, you know, long-term partner. They're just always there. And, you know, you, you kind of forget like to touch. in the night. It's crazy how little yeah. connection you can have with someone that you marry and live with. Yeah. It's really, it's really 
crazy. It's but, a lost, lost practice. Yeah, yeah. So you say, I, and I love this person, so I'm just gonna, I gotta ask this. Dr. Ruth was one of the most popular uh, sex educators of her time. We all know Dr. Ruth, but you say that she got one thing wrong about sex. What is that? <laughs> I love Dr. Ruth too. She was a trailblazer. She paved the way to sexual liberation and sex education. She was amazing. She still is amazing. She's still alive and kicking and feisty as ever. She's awesome. Love her. I heard her in an interview one time and she said these words. She said, if a man wants to have sex with a woman who doesn't want to have sex, it's no big deal. It takes three minutes just have sex, and she meant intercourse, just have sex and give him an orgasm. And I didn't quite like that because I find that that really advocates obligatory sex, which leads a woman over time to really not be into sex. Like if it feels obligatory and she's not really in her power, then she's less less and less and less interested in sex over time. So you're really actually turning her off of sex when you have sex with her and she really doesn't want it. Absolutely. Like if you have to talk her into it, short-term win, yet you're going to get laid, long-term loss because soon she's going to be like, no, I don't ever want you, just don't touch me. Just don't touch me ever. Right. And because it makes her feel used, it builds up resentment over time leads to lack of intimacy and eventually you're facing a breakup, divorce, whatever, and then you take that to your next partner and then repeat the whole thing all over again. That's no good for anybody. So I think she got wrong on that part. Like just put out ladies, just put out, you know, suck it up for three minutes. I didn't quite like that. But she came from a different generation where, you know, that was a woman's job is to please her man and her needs be damned. You got to keep the man happy because he's providing for you. So you provide for him in this way. Right. And I get it. That's that's how it was back then. Yeah. So kind of, I guess, you know, on that note, you know, erotic massage on men, you know, that seems like a pretty good deal for the man. What do (laughs) women get out of it? Yes. Awesome. And you're right. It's a very good deal for men. But women, women, you have no idea all the things that you get out of it until you dive down this lovely rabbit hole of my world. So women, they end up feeling like it, discovering this level of confidence that they didn't even know existed. And I know confidence sounds like a cliche, but until you are confident, then you realize, no, that's not a cliche at all. Like that is just who you are. So if you're confident in the bedroom, like if you know how to touch him and you know how to make him squirm and you know how to, like you're the catalyst for his pleasure and you can step into that driver's seat with full confidence, knowing you're going to rock his world and make him see God, that feels damn good. And it's hot and it's exhilarating for a woman to feel that. Like being in the driver's seat when you don't know how to drive, that's scary. But being in a driver's seat when you've taken like race car driving lessons. Okay, now that's fun. Now you can enjoy the ride. Now you are enjoying sex when you know how to play in that realm. And if you're, if I'm talking to the single ladies too. So if you're sitting across the table from your date, if you don't know erotic massage and you're not confident in the bedroom in that way, then you're probably thinking, oh God, I hope he likes me. He's really hot. Whereas when you're super confident, you know, you're God's gift to all men, (laughs) then you're thinking, oh, big boy, you are going to like me. And you know that you are the queen and you can choose any king you want. Yeah. Right. He's going to be lucky to have you. So confidence is very underrated and erotic massage gives you so much confidence. It's like, it's ridiculous. And that has ripple effects in the rest of your life. Like you don't take shit from any guy or anyone. You have found your voice in the bedroom. Well, honey, you know what? You found your voice out in the world too. You're not getting stomped on. But it also, it also mellows you out. Like, You know, like I I had one lady, she was a client and she drove a lot. She was on the road for her work and she had a lot of road rage just dealing with traffic and stuff. And when she was rocking it in the bedroom, it just kind of mellowed her out. She's tapping the brakes and letting people in in her lane. She's like, you know what? I just, I'm not angst out anymore. Like I'm just, it's smoothed out the edges. And I mean smooths out the edges for guys too when you're rocking his world like that. Yeah. But, and ladies, like we have this nurturing tendency, this caregiving part of ourselves. And 
erotic massage for a guy, that's like next level for your man, next level of care. Like one client I had a year and a half ago, she said, oh my gosh, like my husband had all these healthcare issues over the last couple of years and erotic massage, that was me able to care for him on on a whole new level. And she was never able to do that. Like she didn't have... She didn't know what to do what to touch his penis. And it was just a whole different level of connection in the bedroom for her and him. And it was a way for her to just really up-level her care for him. I think so, erotic massage is really a way for women to find their a lot of power, but through femininity because it's soft yes. and sensual. You're able to care for your man the way that only you can. And, yeah. but it's also... You can't deny the power that you feel when you can completely bring him to his knees and you write that and you're going to take that out into the world. So you're not just rocking the bedroom, you're rocking other areas of your life too. So I really think this is just a really powerful tool and resource for women to have. Absolutely. And you would think that... Being so so much in control would sound very masculine energy like, but it's actually quite feminine because when you don't have all that doubt mind chatter, you know, like, oh, am I doing this right? Oh, is he liking what I'm doing? Mental constipation, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And when you don't have that, because you just know you're 100% like on board, you're owning it, like Beyonce stepping onto her stage and you're just rocking his world and you know, there's none of that mind chatter. So you can just soften and be vulnerable and surrender to him in the bedroom as well and let him take charge and let him take on his masculine and really rock the bedroom in his masculine way because now you have a voice. If you're doing erotic massage on a guy, then you learn to find your voice in the bedroom. Yeah. Not only finding out what he likes, it also opens the door to you expressing what you like and finding out what you like. And so when you have that kind of open dialogue in the bedroom, you can be feminine, he can be masculine, and you're rocking each other's world. Yes, girl. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So now I've heard you say that you don't like the word foreplay. Why is that? Do yeah, I need to so, stop using the F word? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Tell me now. Tell me now, Lee. <laughs> yeah, I, instead of saying foreplay, I like to use the words juicy time because I like foreplay. I just don't like the word foreplay. Like all that foreplay encompasses, it's so juicy. It's so yummy. It's so connecting. It's my favorite part. Putting a P in a V is not on the top of my list of like highest excitement. Intercourse has has its place, but foreplay is really for me where it's at. And it can get so juicy. I've even had guys say, oh yeah, I, I actually like the erotic massage foreplay stuff way better than like, this is better than sex. This is better than any sex I've ever had. I've heard that so many times from men, from men. Maybe because they're getting all the attention on them. And typically in the sex act, women, you know, the man is doing, taking the brunt of the work. And I, frankly, I'll I'll admit this to you, Lee. I've always thought on some levels, I'm like, boy, men kind of get a raw deal because they really, when it comes to actual intercourse, they're freaking working. (laughs) They're working hard. They are working. Yeah. But also, like I've had people, I've had guys say to me on my table and I've had guys say to my my female clients, you know, oh my God, that was better than sex. And by that, they mean intercourse. Yeah. And the reason why they're saying that is because I can do 69 more things with my hand than my kitty can. If he's going in and out of my pussy, that's it. It's in and out. That's it. Whereas my hands can do way more and give him so many more sensations than my vagina can. So my version of foreplay, juicy time. Oh yeah, it's way better than sex. It's way, it's way better than intercourse. Yeah. Like intercourse all of a sudden takes a way back seat at the back of the bus. Yes. Compared to what I teach women to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, not so not every one of my listeners is in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Can single women benefit from what you teach? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you're single and you're dating, 
you know, you got that, you got that question in your mind when you end up having sex with a guy for the first time. There is a lot of mind chatter, that constipation going on in your head. And it's, you're wondering, am I good enough? Is he enjoying this? Like, oh, wow, he likes things way different than I do. And I, you know, like you kind of get swept up and you're going along with your head. You're in your head. Totally in your head. And you're accommodating and you're adapting to what he's doing. Whereas, oh my gosh, if you can just, okay. So imagine this, the first time you're in a bedroom with your guy that you're hot for, he's obviously hot for you because you're in a bedroom, right? Yeah. Can you imagine pushing him down on the bed and going, Oh, honey, you just lay there. Mm. I'm going to have my way with you and you're going to like it. I got this. Oh, my God. I got this. I got you, honey. I got you. you I got this. I got you. And the thing is, what happens is it's not one-sided because he's going to turn around and he's going to want to swim oceans for you. Like he... There's this law of reciprocation where if you rock a guy's world, oh, he doesn't want to be outdone by you. He's going to want to reciprocate. He's going to want to take you to heaven and back. Yeah. For sure. And in the bedroom and out. It, yes. Like, Absolutely. Like he's going to want to take you shopping. You're not going to have to ask him to roll those garbage cans in or nag him to do something that you normally do. He's just going to be like, oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Because he wants to get back yeah. to the sweet zone. Do you see what sure. I'm doing, honey? I'm doing this for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And the thing is, yeah. like when, when women jump into my big program, Erotic Massage Mastery, I send them a dildo right away because not all women have a guy to practice on. And you, whether you're single or in a relationship, they like, you want to practice on someone, something and get a little bit good at it before you hit the bedroom with your guys so that you actually have some level of competency. Okay. Right. So, and as I'm coaching women, I'm showing them, okay, so here's what you do. And then they're practicing along with me so they can ask questions. Oh, actually, I don't know how to get my hand around there. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you do this? And so in real time, they're able to ask me questions and find out, yeah, how, how do I perfect this before I get into the bedroom, before I go on that date? You know, like give me three things that are going to totally move the needle. And this one guy, I got to tell you, this one guy, one of my clients, she was dating this guy. And the first time she did an erotic massage on him, she hadn't even gotten to the real good stuff. Like she was, she still had him face down. And I show women how to reach under the body and get at his genitals from that, from behind and from off to the side. And oh, from, yeah, underneath. And he's not expecting that. He's not, he's never been touched from those angles. Yeah, he probably thinks you're going for his back. Right. Yeah, but then you flip your hands under his hips. He's like, whoa. Oh. And more often than not, he'll have an orgasm face down because mm-hmm. it's so juicy. Yeah. But anyway, this client of mine, she had this guy down on the table. She just just begun to do just the fundamental things that she was doing. And he's, he uttered the words, I'm not even kidding you. This is a direct quote. What are you doing for the next 50 years? Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.